Greetings, you're listening to podcast number 141 of Blast the Right. I'm your host, Jack Clark. Great to have you on board. The New Deal was a big failure. It made things worse, even caused the Great Depression. Obama better dare not go there. This is what you're now hearing the right-wing echo machine relentlessly screaming. Today, you'll get the facts to counter this latest right-wing slander. Let's get right into it. Your sources today include the San Francisco Chronicle, MediaMatters.org, The Nation Magazine, Time Magazine, The New York Times, and National Review Online. Remember a couple of podcasts ago I told you how right-wingers were absurdly claiming that the election proved the country wanted right-wing policies because that was what Obama campaigned on? This was from conservatives who days before it said Obama was advocating socialism. Well, there's a new doozy from our rightward-leaning friends. Back in March, progressive historian Howard Zinn was lamenting the fact that no Democratic contender for the presidential nomination was invoking the memory of the New Deal. That certainly changed. All you need to look at is the November 24th cover of Time magazine. There's this iconic photo of Franklin Delano Roosevelt sitting in a car, except the face is Obama's, and it's titled The New New Deal. We all know about the right's opinion of FDR. Roosevelt is dead. His policies may live on, but we're in the process of doing something about that as well. But with the incoming Obama administration, right-wingers know an attack on the New Deal in the form of an anti-regulatory message would be a hard sell. The public knows the Bush deregulation fervor led to the current financial crisis. So what to do? The right is attacking FDR's New Deal spending. This gives them the perfect opportunity to attack Obama's financial stimulus package. This is their new mantra, the New Deal failed. It's not that right-wingers are heartless and don't want a New Deal type effort that'll help people. No, it's that the New Deal made things worse or was even the very cause of the Great Depression. Right-wingers are just looking out for the little guy. Gee, first Obama's a socialist, then he's a right-winger, now he's a far-left FDR liberal. Consistency is apparently not a right-wing virtue. Anyway, as Princeton economics professor and New York Times columnist Paul Krugman put it, quote, There's a whole intellectual industry, mainly operating out of right-wing think tanks, devoted to propagating the idea that FDR actually made the Depression worse. So it's important to know that most of what you hear along those lines is based on deliberate misrepresentation of the facts. The New Deal brought real relief to most Americans, close quote. That about sums it up for you. On to the details. The current right-wing propaganda campaign encompasses a wide spectrum of distortions, half-truths, and lies. These are some of the varieties of it you may encounter. The mildest type of criticism is like that from author Michael Barone. He admits the New Deal spending did break the downward spiral, but it failed to restore growth. Much more common is the right-wing claim that the New Deal actually made the economic situation worse. Here's conservative author and commentator George Will. Now what you're proposing is reactionary liberalism. That is, whatever exists, double down on it. Before we go into a new New Deal, can we just acknowledge the first New Deal didn't work? 
That is the biggest collapse in industrial production in history occurred in 1937, eight years after the stock market collapse of 1929, five years into the New Deal. National Review editor Jonah Goldberg asserted, quote, FDR's policies made the Depression longer and deeper. Everywhere else in the world, they had the Depression. In America, FDR made the Depression great, close quote. Pundit Monica Crowley even insisted that the made the Depression worse analysis was confirmed by all kinds of studies and academic work. A Fox News host chimed in that, I think historians pretty much agree on that. Beyond this are the right-wingers who claim that FDR actually turned what would have only been a recession into an actual depression. If you've heard something like this from your friendly local right-winger, here's where they got it from. Listen to Blast the Right Favorite, radio host Bill Cunningham. Few people I know, John Tamney, believe that the liberal Democrats have an answer to help an ailing economy. Instead of putting grease in the wheels of the American economy, they're going to put sand and they're going to exacerbate a recession into a depression, much like Franklin Delano Roosevelt did in 1933, 4, and 5. We were in a serious recession. By the time FDR got done, we were in a full-fledged depression. And I fear that's what's coming. Are you getting the picture? It's a full-throated chorus. Jim Quinn is another right-wing talker. We'll have our Great Depression, okay, if they have anything to say about yeah. it, because... If it's the last thing they do. Well, that's, well what, the, what they're doing right now is exactly the template for what FDR did to create the Depression. Everybody thinks that the crash of 99, or, or 29, created the Depression. It didn't. It created a recession. It was, it was what FDR did that turned it into a Great Depression. We are getting prepared to do exactly the same thing. He called it priming the pump. Obama calls it stimulus. President of the Club for Growth, Pat Toomey, got real detailed. He wrote that, quote, Five major policy errors helped turn the 1929 downturn into a full-blown depression lasting over 10 years, and Barack Obama has promised to repeat all five of these. No wonder investors are running for the doors. Hoover's and Roosevelt's misguided policies on taxes, trade, spending, labor, and regulation surely cost millions of jobs and inflicted years of economic misery. Barack Obama is promising a return to those failed policies. Close quote. I wonder if you'll agree with me that the award for most entertaining tirade goes to talk show host Mark Levin. Schumer was talking about a little new deal, another new deal. They're very excited. Well, the New Deal almost destroyed this country. It extended the Depression for seven years. It's created massive debt that we've been carrying for 75 years, and one day that will come due as well. The New Deal had nothing to do with our economic recovery. It was World War II, and everybody knows it who's honest. 24.9% unemployment at the height of the New Deal. And not until World War II did it come down from double digits. And they spent the country into a massive debt. They created program after program, law after law, bureaucracy after bureaucracy. They built roads and buildings. They built bridges and tunnels. And the people were miserable. They were poor. They were hungry. The economic system was on its back. 
because all that does is move a pot of money from one citizen to another. All it does is spread the wealth or spread the income, if you will. It doesn't fix anything. And that's the road we're on. Whatever this is, it's going to be deeper and longer because the way the Treasury Department and the Federal Reserve and the Congress and this president and the next president will have reacted. Finally, on a nice grace note, Indiana Representative Mike Pence throws LBJ's Great Society into the mix. Quote, the American people will soon tire of the flowery speeches and see the democratic agenda for what it is, the failed ideas of the Great Society and the New Deal, and they will come looking for the alternative. Close quote. Hmm, failed Great Society ideas like the Civil Rights Acts, Medicare, Medicaid, and a war on poverty that significantly cut the poverty rate? But I digress. Up next, I'll debunk for you the rights lies about the New Deal. Stick around. So you wear the vestments of ill-gotten legacy. Bankrolled by CEOs and died by Christian destiny. You give us empty words and flags to rally around. But the rest of it don't seem to trickle down to Straits of hopeless faces, mortgage and foreclosed. Downsized the part-time jobs forsaken by the HMOs Sucking up the welfare when there's more to subsidize And they won't just go away if you ask nice Kill the poor, poor, put a cap right in their brain Ain't no room this utopia, better guess it ain't On the days are my soccer moms to clear your Debunking the right. First off, contrary to what Monica Crowley claimed, the right-wing spin on the New Deal is hardly a widely shared belief. Newsweek's Daniel Gross went so far as to say that, quote, one would be very hard-pressed to find a serious professional historian who believes that the New Deal prolonged the Depression, close quote. That might be because the cold, hard facts belie right-wing claims. UC Davis history professor Eric Rauchway says that the growth during the New Deal was spectacular, 9 to 10 percent a year. Except for 1937 to 38, more on those years later, unemployment fell every year during FDR's first two terms. And check this out. Bloated unemployment numbers cited by right-wingers do not count New Deal workers as employed. Huh? Yup, the New Deal put people to work in government jobs, but the stats don't count them as working. How about the right-wing claim that the financial regulations of the New Deal worsened the Great Depression? In response, here's no less a hard-left ideologue than Federal Reserve Chairman Ben Bernanke. He said, quote, Only with the New Deal's rehabilitation of the financial system in 1933-35 did the economy begin its slow emergence from the Great Depression. Close quote. Not good enough? How about conservative uber-economist Milton Friedman himself? He said that the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, the FDIC, created by the New Deal, was, quote, the structural change most conducive to monetary stability since the Civil War, 
close quote. You heard me mention earlier the years 1937 to 38. The right makes a big deal about a short recession between 1937 and 38. Why did that occur, since the previous four years of the New Deal had seen terrific economic progress? Because FDR backed off New Deal policies at that point. Paul Krugman, quote, FDR wasn't just reluctant to pursue an all-out fiscal expansion, he was eager to return to conservative budget principles. That eagerness almost destroyed his legacy. After winning a smashing election victory in 1936, the Roosevelt administration cut spending and raised taxes, precipitating an economic relapse that drove the unemployment rate back into double digits and led to a major defeat in the 1938 midterm elections. Close quote. UC Berkeley economics professor Brad DeLong agrees, quote, Private investment recovered in a very healthy fashion as Roosevelt's New Deal policies took effect. The interruption of the Roosevelt recovery in 1937-38 is, I think, well understood. Roosevelt's decision to adopt more orthodox economic policies and try to move the budget towards balance, and the Federal Reserve's decision to contract the money supply by raising bank reserve requirements, provide ample explanation of that downturn. Close quote. So, maybe we'll have a big danger with Obama, who's always trying to court the right. Krugman again. The economic lesson is the importance of doing enough. FDR thought he was being prudent by reining in his spending plans. In reality, he was taking big risks with the economy and with his legacy. My advice to the Obama people is to figure out how much help they think the economy needs, then add 50%. It's much better in a depressed economy to err on the side of too much stimulus than on the side of too little. In short, Mr. Obama's chances of leading a new New Deal depend largely on whether his short-run economic plans are sufficiently bold. Progressives can only hope that he has the necessary audacity. Krugman nails it. Isn't Krugman great? If he didn't exist, we'd have to invent him. Obama has the benefit of hindsight. Does he have the courage? Let's get beyond dueling statistics. A couple of purely logical points. Were not the American people in the 1930s experiencing firsthand what was going on? Were they not in the best position to tell if FDR's policies were working? FDR was elected president four times. What does that tell you? Right-wingers had been condemning the New Deal from the get-go. In 1934, H.L. Mencken labeled it a Saturnalia of expropriation and waste. In 1936, the Hearst newspapers claimed that Moscow backs Roosevelt. But as the New York Times' Adam Cohn writes, quote, Americans were not fooled. They knew FDR was on their side in a way that Herbert Hoover and his fellow free marketers hadn't been. They could see firsthand the good that Roosevelt's jobs programs were doing for the Depression's victims and the slow but unmistakable improvements in the economy. In the 1934 midterm elections, the voters delivered their first verdict on the New Deal, expanding the Democrats' margin in Congress. In 1936, FDR won in a bigger landslide than he had four years earlier. By 1940, the Republican nominee, Wendell Wilkie, was supporting much of Roosevelt's social welfare and regulatory regime. Close quote. Another point for you to ponder. Those right-wingers who say it was World War II that got us out of the Great Depression, not the New Deal... Maybe like me, you're scratching your head at that one. What on earth are they talking about? Was World War II the free market working? Was it small government allowing the market to run its course? What was World War II 
but a massive government spending program. In fact, Paul Krugman actually states that, quote, the New Deal wasn't as successful in the short run as it was in the long run. And the reason for FDR's limited short-run success, which almost undid his whole program, was the fact that his economic policies were too cautious. What saved the economy and the New Deal was the enormous public works project known as World War II, which finally provided a fiscal stimulus adequate to the economy's needs. Close quote. Can you guess what blast the right mantra I'm going to invoke in the next segment? Stay tuned. Your one-minute voting report. Help needed. Blast the Right has been kicked off the iTunes News and Politics featured page for a week now. The top 15 shows are on that page. We're at number 16 or 17. It's not easy. We're fighting against corporate media multinational giants. Five-star reviews get us back on that page. So, if you haven't yet written a five-star review for Blast the Right in the iTunes Music Store, your help is needed right now. You only have to do it once. The review stays up there forever, countering the right-wing one-star sabotage reviews. Over at Podcast Alley, we're hanging in there at number seven. Every month is a new vote with them, so if the spirit moves you, head on over to Podcast Alley and show your support for Blast the Right on that site as well. Thanks. Sometimes a comedian begins a joke and the audience anticipates the punchline and starts laughing and the comedian admonishes the audience, don't get ahead of me now. So, especially if you've been listening a long time to Blast the Right, I actually hope you are ahead of me now and you know what's the worst thing about the New Deal is Bad meme, this thought virus the right is trying to spread. Yes, in typical right-wing fashion, their analysis ignores the New Deal's effect on flesh-and-blood humans. The New Deal reduced human misery, suffering, pain, and death, both back then and continuing until the present. That's irrelevant to the right wing. It doesn't enter into their calculations. Quote, The criticism overlooks the relief Roosevelt's programs brought to millions. The difference that the Civilian Conservation Corps, the Works Progress Administration, and other New Deal public works programs made in people's lives is incalculable. Congressional Republicans say Mr. Obama's stimulus will cost too much and that over time the economy will cure itself. When critics raised the same objections to FDR's programs, his relief administrator, Harry Hopkins, had a ready answer. People don't eat in the long run, they eat every day. Close quote. You want to hear a political take on all this? I'd say, hey right-wingers, continue on your course, continue to bash the New Deal, It'll do you a lot of good politically, just like your immigrant bashing did. Many shows ago, I read an email directly on point. Here again is Aaron, who proudly describes himself as a progressive Christian and former Republican from West Hartford, Connecticut. Quote, Your broadcast on Rush Limbaugh and how some right-wingers are like the BTK killer really kind of freaked me out. That first quote, Roosevelt is dead, horrified me because, in spite of my being moderately conservative, I had great respect for Roosevelt and the New Deal. 
My grandparents were crushed by the Great Depression, especially my grandfather who lost his job and couldn't find work for years. He was saved by Roosevelt's project to build roads through the Smoky Mountains, which is how he met my grandmother. Anyway, that single quote by Rush horrified me and began to open my eyes. Close quote. The reason right-wingers hate FDR so much isn't because the New Deal failed, it's because it succeeded, and it's obvious to everyone. They're scared to death Obama's new New Deal will succeed, and set the stage for Democratic Party, dare I also say, at least mildly progressive, rule for decades to come. Let me add a final note. I don't want you to think I'm some sort of FDR worshipper, far from it. As Howard Zinn points out, the New Deal left out a lot, quote, The New Deal was tentative, cautious, bold enough to shake the pillars of the system, but not to replace them. It created many jobs, but left 9 million unemployed. It built public housing, but not nearly enough. It helped large commercial farmers, but not tenant farmers. Excluded from its programs were the poorest of the poor, especially blacks. As farm laborers, migrants, or domestic workers, they didn't qualify for unemployment insurance, a minimum wage, social security, or farm subsidies, close quote. Plus, I know FDR's foreign policy towards Latin America was toxic. FDR supported Nicaraguan dictator Anastasio Somoza, for example. There's that perhaps apocryphal line of FDR speaking of Somoza. He may be an SOB, but he's our SOB. But getting back to our present-day reality, Zinn's advice, written back in March when it wasn't clear at all who'd be the next president, still should be our guide. Quote, The innovations of the New Deal were fueled by the militant demands for change that swept the country as FDR began his presidency. The tenants groups, the unemployed councils, the millions on strike on the West Coast and the Midwest and the South, the disruptive actions of desperate people seeking food, housing, jobs, the turmoil threatening the foundations of American capitalism. We will need a similar mobilization of citizens today to unmoor from corporate control whoever becomes president. To match the New Deal, to go beyond it, is an idea whose time has come. Close quote. To help do this, listener John from Oregon suggested I mention, and I'm glad he did, that there's a truly, truly progressive Democrat running for Rahm Emanuel's vacated house seat. His name is Tom Gagan, and his website is tom09.com. Tom09.com. He's worthy of your support. He can help prod Obama and support our grassroots efforts to do the same. Let's all pitch in, you and I, in this and a million other ways, to both counter the right's propaganda and push Obama in an ever more progressive direction. The battle is joined. Well, that'll about wrap it up for today. If you like what you heard, please tell a friend about Blast the Right. Vote for Blast the Right at Podcast Alley. And, of course, write a five-star review for Blast the Right in the iTunes Music Store. A special shout-out if you're listening on Live 365 or RedDragon365.com. Great to have you on board. Why don't you consider coming over to the podcast homepage, subscribing for free, and then you can download and listen to any episode of the podcast anytime you want. Now a word from another progressive podcaster. What is it about... Working men and women that drives you Republicans crazy. When does the greed stop? What is the price? Challenge corporate power. Damn what's wrong with people in this country. Say hell no until these weak-kneed Democrats end this war. Ah, you pigs, you pigs. This first step is a step right off a cliff. 
the best of the left podcast. He's a liar. He's a thug. He's a punk. One word. Katrina! You lead this country, sir. You claim to defend it. Pathetic. You can't claim support for our troops without supporting their mission, Mr. Speaker. God, that is so dishonest on so many levels. All those people who died on 9-11, and you guys want to use 9-11 as an excuse to do everything you want, attack Iraq and Iran, the people that have absolutely nothing to do with 9-11? Don't you dare talk about 9-11, please. This election is our chance to give the American people a reason to believe again. It is time now for Barack Obama. Imagine This American Life meets progressive talk radio. Each week, we choose a political theme and bring you a variety of stories on that theme, only at bestoftheleft.com. Music credits. The break music was L.A. Nightmare by 22 Caliber, Not the One Blues by Bernsheet Thornside, and Kill the Poor by Matthew Grimm and the Red Smear. We'll close with a little bit of Peter Finch playing Howard Beale in the classic film Network, combined with No Justice, No Peace by Wacky Avelli. We gotta keep up our outrage at injustice and maintain our energy level to make sure the Obama administration moves in a progressive direction in all manners. Links to all the music I play on Blast the Right can be found on my music resources page. Links to all the statistics and quotations I use can be found on my data resources page. Both of them are linked to off the main podcast homepage. I'm also now posting transcripts of each show. They're also linked to off that main podcast homepage. As always, a special thanks to radio talk show host extraordinaire Tom Harbin for the Rush Limbaugh audio clip. I love getting your email. My address is rational at roadrunner.com. Last week I said I was a month behind with the email. Unfortunately, there was a leak upstairs, water damage to my unit. I spent a ton of time taking care of that. So, now I'm a month and two weeks behind. I'll catch up. In addition to email, you can call in and leave a comment for me to play on Blast the Right. Just dial 310-933-5891 and leave your message. Another way you can leave a message is on Skype. My Skype name is Jack from Blast the Right. So, until next time, I'll sign off and say I love you all, including all you right-wing misguided souls. You've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. So, I want you... To get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! Oh,